Welcome to episode 85 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, the one, the only, Mr. Perry Burkham. Hello, Casey Gibson. How are you, buddy? I am doing well. I, uh, it was a busy past week or two, and uh, this is, I don't want to say, I, I, you know, I guess an obligation, but the last thing I need to do before, like, everything is done for like a week and then I can just sit back and play some Vigi games and relax. Oh, I'm so excited. Besides your other podcast. What other podcast? The Patreon one, right? No, we already did that. We did that oh. last night. So oh. I, yeah, okay. so I am in the, Good. after this, I'm in the clear. Um, you know what? If I'm such a bother, why don't we just stop now? All right, that's it. 85 is done. Woo! <laughs> Shortest episode yet. Actually, I've been thinking about something. Actually, I've been thinking about this for a long time. You know those publishers' clearinghouse giveaways? Mm-hmm. It's like, win a million dollars plus $5,000 a week for the rest of your life, and then when you die, you get, like, your wife gets $5,000 until she dies. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. Where the heck does that money come from? It's probably all a scam of some sort. I don't sort. understand this. Because I looked them up. They, they're they Publishers Clearinghouse. They're like magazines and merchandise. Where could they possibly get money to get magazines? I was like, who's buying magaz- magazines? This is a drug thing. It's a cartel. I would be all in with a cartel if they were just offering to give me like millions of dollars and stuff. Well, yeah. For not having no, to I mean, do anything. Like, I oh don't want to do anything goodness. illegal. But it's just like, how is this possible, you know? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, and I've always wondered why. Some, old, some people you, question how Funky Kong stands on the spikes without getting hurt, but some things just happen. That's another thing in video games. How come the, per, the it's just you die when you go on spikes? Spikes are deadly. Yeah, like when you get shot, you know, you can take like seven hits, but, you know? Yeah, like a machine gun's like... <gasps> pumping bullets into you and it's like oh i'll be all right but yeah, god you forbid just, yeah. you trip on the spike i know anyway so yes we uh so how are you a... i didn't even ask how are you perry oh i'm really good actually really good yeah well that's good i to got hear. you do you know why i'm doing really good no i don't really care <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i didn't ask if you care i said do you know why oh uh, no i do not know why <laughs> Is well, it because you're talking uh, to your best pal? That's <laughs> no. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, uh, it's We're going to do something that we've never done before. Oh, this is again? a historic episode. You're bringing out more segments? No. I'm just switching them around. We're going to have our first segment be the Craigslist Roundup. Yep, so... It's been a while. For people, for new listeners, yeah, it's been a while, like a long time. I've, I, you've gotten I, lazy uh, in your old age. I'm not lazy. I'm just, I'm. It comes and goes in seasons, okay. <laughs> but anyway, what the Craigslist roundup is is, uh, I hunt on Craigslist for video games, uh, specifically Nintendo stuff usually, uh, and I usually get some really crazy deals, um, and. 
Uh, it's fun. It's fun to talk about them. Um, so, I got a really crazy good deal this week. Tell me all about it, Perry. All right. I have a feeling it might include some non-Nintendo stuff uh, because of that usually Nintendo. That's right. Yeah, so what we have here, what if I told you I'd, get, I'd give you a Nintendo Wii with four controllers, four Mario Kart Wii wheels, uh, 15 games including uh, Mario Kart uh, Wii, uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Super, Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy 2, Super Mario Sluggers, Mario Party 8, Wii Fit, plus the balance board. What if I told you I'd give you all that for 50 bucks? Uh, I'd probably pass. Okay. Now. But, no. <laughs> I'd say that's probably a heck of a deal. Because I, I I don't know how much Wii's go for off the top of my head, but I can't imagine... I mean, the Wii itself probably has to be at worth at least 20 to 30 bucks, and then all those games, right? That's right. Yeah, like, for instance, like, the Mario Party 8 is, like, 30 bucks oh, on wow. Amazon. Is it really? Itself. Yeah, yeah. That's why I don't have it. I don't have it because it's all it, it, they keep their value. It's That's insane. weird. I would never like. I'd expect some games, but like Mario Parties. Generally, I feel like those were sort of. I mean, I guess yeah. maybe the earlier. I don't and, know. I don't remember. Wii's are about fifty bucks. Jeez. Oh, okay. oh wow. So all right, they must have. I guess. I guess. It's yep. it's crazy how much time has passed. I guess well, they're getting like into I that said, retro. It, it comes and goes. Yeah, this is current, so it comes gun seasons. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's not all. Okay, what if I told you that you also got a PS two, <laughs> a PS two <laughs> with, with uh, a bunch like fifteen games plus four controllers and the funny hilarious dongle that you need to use the multi tap. Yeah, you have. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I forgot that the PS2 didn't have four controller slots. That's crazy. Yeah, that's um, Yeah, it is a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, what if I told you you add that in for 50 bucks? An I mean, additional like 50, 50 bucks or is No, this nope. All altogether. included in the I mean, yep. now it's becoming a a, a no-brainer. Right. But that's not all. Can Stop you believe it, Perry. That that's not all. Stop the madness. What's there an Xbox um, in there too? No. What there is, though, is a PS3 uh, with three uh, DualShock 3s uh, and a boatload of games, of good ga- pretty good games, too, besides that Sonic collection. <laughs> Actually, that Sonic collection has a bunch of just other Genesis games. You should have just really been like, the second you saw Sonic, you're like, never mind. Never mind, just I like don't the, want this the, the deal's I just, off. I just... I like, like, there was, like, two huge boxes. And so I dug dug through them, and I should have just dug through and, like, handed them back. You keep this. Um, it also came with, like, Disney Infinity and, like, probably, like, 15 Disney Infinity characters. Uh, and I just plugged in the, the PS3 this morning, and lo and behold, it's full of games. Jesus. <laughs> games that people have bought. Also, I can sign into the people's account... <laughs> Uh, they stealing their identities. smart. Yep, I'm gonna steal their identity. You know that's funny. Like even like their Netflix like was like automatic sign in. Oh my so god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that, but it was just funny. 
It's funny how naive people can be because that's yeah. You know, nor yeah, if I'm going to sell something, I'm going to make sure I wipe you it down wipe to like factory yeah. settings. Yeah, but the cool thing is, is now I got all these games to play. Uh, let really? me ask you, how much do does a PS3 f- go for these days? It's probably pretty decent. Yeah, I uh, if, if you look on Amazon, just like by themselves, a PS3 uh goes for. Let's see, the 500 gigabytes, the one that I got, that's the one I got, looks like 155. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I didn't realize it was that much. (laughs) This deal just got even better. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a pretty ridiculous deal. One of the best I've got, actually, I think. I mean, yeah, that's, Um, like you said, if it was just the Wii stuff for $50 would have been a nice, a really nice pickup. And then, yeah, now it's like legendary pickup. Yeah, yep. It's so legendary that it made the beginning of the Talk Nintendo podcast. Oh, God. And it's going to roll right into something else. That's right. Um, I, I just got to mention right before that uh, that nothing, though, I don't think anything will overtop my, my fami find. Oh, well, that's... My Famicom find. What, that was the most exciting moment of my life. Because that's got, like, the combination of not only being an unbelievable find, you know, pro- like, cost wise you know like yeah but like just who has a whole box of famicom games in the middle of iowa i don't know uh, it, rpgs that was the like so weird dude. i want to meet like, this man he in was, boxes or, i know man or woman they, i have they his had name i i really taste. should look him up i should look him up and but and um dude being in the back of the car when i picked up those famicom games so for people who don't know i got this huge box like full of like a hundred, I think there's like a hundred and twenty, uh, Famicom games with, like when like half of them were in original packaging, for like seventy five dollars, um, and I got in the car, with this guy, uh, well no I didn't, I, no, I oh got, my god uh, <laughs> I didn't know this part no, no, of the story, I, I, <laughs> no wonder why I, I got such up, a good deal, no no I picked up the bucket, uh, from the guy, I mean this the the. Actually, sit right next he to me. He made me go down in the cellar to grab this bucket. <laughs> and uh, I got in the car. Jill was, I, you know, Jill was driving because I wanted to, you know. It, we drove like 40 minutes to get there at like pitch black in the middle of nowhere. It was kind of scary, but I was very excited. And he, <laughs> anyway, I picked it up. The guy told me that it was a storage auction buy. And he, you know, he just didn't know when he put it on Craigslist. And it was one of those things I remember that I just was like, like, I will come pick it up right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. You know, I was like, I'm not waiting another second for someone to offer you $300 for this, you know. Um, so, but I remember getting in the car and like the third game that I, like I had my phone with the flashlight. The third game that I pulled out was Mother in, a, in the original packaging. And I was just like, that was like one of the most exciting moments of my life. Pretty good. Anyway. Ooh-wee. But this one was a good pickup too. So, uh Yeah. Also, yeah, it came like the PS3 came up with like Uncharted and Infamous and Infamous Two and lots quality of good games. stuff. Quality, whoever yeah. uh, this, whoever owned this uh, had some pretty good taste. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like you said, this is gonna roll on to our next segment, which is Quick Bites. That's right, Quick Bites, where we before we get into the you know, the, the nitty gritty of what we've played, just stuff that we've played a little bit of that maybe we've talked about before, or maybe that we didn't play, you know, too much of that we just want to mention. It's the quick. what we've been playing before what we've been playing. 
It, it's the appetizer. It's the quick bite. Yeah. It's, it, it, it makes perfect sense. It, it does. I didn't even think about that. It's like that. you planned this or something, Perry. It's the hors d'oeuvre. Get your hors d'oeuvres I, I, out of here. But I do have a couple of hors d'oeuvres. Uh, one that I'm going to start with, like you said, is mirror. I think, okay, I think this is what it's called. You can make sure. It, it's Mirror's Edge. Yes. That, okay. That's with like, so, uh, it's a woman and sh- it's like parkour, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I got this game. This is one of the games that was downloaded on the PS3. And I was like, I've always been interested in this game just because I've kind of seen very little snippets, not knowing exactly what it is, but hearing like from people, hey, this is a good game, you know, I don't know, just randomly, like I've never seen video, I don't know what it is. So I started it and it's this really cool first person parkour game. And I know it might sound really stupid to people like, because if it's so obvious, like I'm just so out of like the, like if it's not on Nintendo, I'm not guaranteed to know what this is. That's just, that's me. Um, but yeah, I started playing it this morning before work and man, it just instantly hooked me. Uh, and very, it's funny. This is very similar. I'm serious. It's very similar to cluster truck. <laughs> That's sort of cool. It, it, it I is. I can sort like, of see that too. No, it is. It's like, imagine instead of running on a million trucks, you're just running on, on like rooftops and you're jumping off stuff, but you have full control. I mean, like you, I guess you do in cluster truck, but I mean, it probably a has lot better more. control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, but it, the gameplay is pretty simple. You're jumping on stuff. You're vaulting over stuff. You're jumping and rolling, and you're doing uh, heist type stuff. I, I haven't got too far into it. Therefore, the quick bite. But um, I am excited to dive more into it. Uh, yeah. So that's a cool game. I don't know. I, I if you uh, you should check that out. Seriously, Casey. I'll I guess I'll tell you more about it when I play. But uh, I really was in, digging it. Is this like the first non-Nintendo game you've talked about on the show? No, because I remember you saying that before. It's not. Then what could it have been? I I can't remember, but I remember you saying that before. Um, I'll believe you. I'll believe you. Yeah, I can't remember though. Anyway. um, Anyway, so yeah, the other quick bite here is um, Mutant Mud Super Challenge. Uh, the, that is my go-to game for, it's like, if I'm in between games, if I just want something that's satisfying and quick to get to, I, I've been playing through it. Initially, my goodness, that game, the start of that game, it is a freaking hard game. Yeah, I mean, they, they get right on into That's a hard game. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, when I first started, because I, I started directly after Mutant Muds, I, when I 100%ed Mutant Muds, and it was just like, whoa, this is so hard uh, in the first few levels, uh, you know, and so I kind of was taken aback by it, uh, but it does get easier, it really does, I know the levels do get easier, even though you might think, well, you're probably getting better, no, the levels get easier, but I've, I'm going through and I'm getting all the sprites and then getting all, uh, doing the bonus levels in each and then the boss oh my goodness the bosses are super hard or at least the first one i played it's so hard probably took me like 30 tries to beat um but yeah i'm really enjoying really 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 enjoying this game uh super challenge so that's a and i just think about that what a crazy heck of a deal um because i was also been playing uh, mud blocks that came with the super cha- with with the uh, collection, 
the Mutant Months collection. That game's amazing, and it's so cool. It's like the only game I can think of where, I mean, it's kind of like a mobile game. The, the idea of you can play it touchscreen, vertically, handheld. Mm, that but vertical the cool play. Thing, the cool thing is that is the the rumble. Uh, really cool, really fun. Playing on that big, juicy Switch screen. Uh, that game is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's a great set of games there, that Mutant Munch, so... Anywho, uh, if I've been talking a long time, I think we should switch it over yeah, I can... to what to what we've been playing, and you can start off with your first game. Yes, um, as I said, now I've been busy last couple weeks with reviews and and just different stuff going on. So this weekend was finally like the first bit uh, that I mean I had uh, another game I'll talk about after is uh, Donkey Kong Country Three. I've been playing that, but that's sort of a short game. So I wanted to like sort of supplement it with another game, and I was trying to decide what to play, and I was sort of torn. I was like, well, I can jump onto the eShop and see what's going on over there, see if you know any new games or any games that are on sale or something. Um, then, then I was like, ah, I don't know. Then you know, then I was like, oh, like I could start up, you know, something from the backlog. Um, another part, I was like, oh, I should maybe I'll start Final Fantasy three on my <laughs> Super Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, classic there. And I just thought of a great thing of what we should call the backlog. The backlog by you. Backlog by you. <laughs> I could pull something from the backlog by you. I like that a lot, actually, yeah. Well, my bayou is pretty full. Um, but yeah, so then I was just sort of jumping around, and I couldn't, you know, put a, a finger on exactly what I wanted to play. Um, and then I remembered I had a Tesla vs. Lovecraft. And, um, yeah, yeah, I was... Now, this is a 10-ton shooter, uh, twin-stick shooter, so uh, we've talked about these plenty. I know um, Perry also has been talk- talked about Tesla versus Lovecraft, so... Heck, yeah. I'm not going to get too deep into, you know, exactly the nitty-gritty with it, but um, but my experience with 10-ton was Judge, or Deej, and uh, to be honest, I just didn't enjoy it. It the the structure of each mission and stuff so I didn't really like that game so I guess I didn't have the uh, the biggest motivation to want to jump into this game you know mm-hmm. <laughs> even though that I knew that Judge was sort of the outlier um, yeah it's funny because like you know you heard me talk Neon Chrome heard me talk Time Recoil being like I love these games you know but it's like the only thing that you've played is Judge and you didn't like it so you know, where are you supposed to go with that? Yeah, so that's why, and then also, like, the whole, like, oh, Tesla versus Lovecraft, like, I don't know, just... Yeah, the aesthetic isn't yeah, appealing to me. Exactly, so it's I, not something... I, I, I get it. ...that, like, yeah, I look at it, I'm like, oh, man, that looks so cool. So, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I get into it, and quickly I realized uh, I was thinking all wrong, because this game is awesome. Um, yeah. You get into it, and I mean, I guess there's a story involved. Uh, I didn't, honestly didn't really pay attention to that too much. Not, um, not really. I mean, there's not. I really think there's a like story, a couple, but... like yeah, like essentially sort of lay out what's happening, but it's like yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, but how it works is there are missions that you just run along, and it's a twin stick shooter, so you know, obviously your right sticks uh, where you aim, your left moves you around. 
And when you get in there, I think the early missions or whatever, like, sort of get pieces to build up your mech to sort of be like, oh, look, you can, you have a big mech that you can essentially just mow enemies down mm-hmm. with. Um, and then it ends up going forward that every time you're in there, like, pieces of this mech will just drop. I think there's seven pieces. Maybe six. Yep. Seven? Seven yep. pieces? Seven. Um, yep. And they randomly spawn on the map. So when you pick up all seven, then you can activate your mech and you can go, you know, crazy on those people. Um, but as far as, like, the campaign goes, you just go from mission to mission and it's essentially just take out all the enemies, you know, however... Yeah. You know, it, and it's essentially... Yeah, and, and you can go, I think, it, you can pick any mission at any time. Pretty sure on that map. Oh, can you? I, I just ran through. Yeah. yeah, no, no. I mean, you just want to hit A and go keep going, but you can like take the right control or one of the control sticks mm. and just hover around and pick anything. It doesn't really make a difference, but. Yeah. Uh, well, I went through in order and um, essentially you go through like there's the map, you go through all of the pinpoints on the map, and then there's like three different phases of the, that map, um, and it gets harder yeah. as you go. Did you play through all of them? Uh, I beat the, all of them on the first one, and then I think I'm like two-thirds of the way done on the second one. Oh, okay. Um, so, okay, but yeah. It, but what I it, find the most fun is actually just the endless mode where you're just trying to score as much points as you can. Because to me, yeah, that's tell me about that. where it really becomes like a roguelike. Um, but this, is, this game's a roguelite uh, because when you're going through the campaign... And doing these missions, you start unlocking new things, and then those things carry over when you play in the um, the. I, I want to say rogue mode, but uh, you know the endless mode, this the uh, score attack where you have one life and you're essentially just trying to get high scores uh, to compete on the online leaderboards. And I remember uh, in the beginning, I was like, man, these levels are sort of easy and sort of slow-ish. Not not necessarily slow, but just like. They were yeah, simple, so getting through, like, four or five really easy ones felt like, you know, it's like, man, I wish they just sort of ramp up the difficulty here. Um, so I, I was jumping into that endless mode early on in the game, and I, uh, I think Justin, actually both Justins, I think Justin Baruby and Justin um, Nation. Nation both have it. Although, I know Justin Nation definitely has it. Uh, but yeah, I was going through and mm-hmm. I was getting, like, 20,000, and, and Justin was at, like, 80,000. And, uh, oh no, it's Guillaume, Guillaume, not, it's, uh, Justin Nation and Guillaume, and, uh, Guillaume had, like, a ton, he was at, like, 400k, and I was like, man, it's like, how am I doing so bad, uh, (laughs) how am I gymming it so much? I am the ultimate gym, um, but it, but then that's where I realized progressing through the single player unlocks a lot of things, um, to make it easier for the unlimited, so, of course, you're gonna get more items, right, uh, that you just unlock, so you have, different um guns dropping and different Mm power-ups but you can also collect these crystals and you can spend those crystals on perks and stuff so when you go into the the menu where you could purchase these different things there's one where you could shuffle your um your power-up so every time you level up you get an option between two different power-ups um i'll just ramble off a couple like 20 percent or increased damage increased fire rate uh, increased reload, uh, regeneration of life, extra life, you yep. know, stuff like that. Another barrel. Yeah, yep. So you're, if your gun shoots, you know, one, now it'll shoot two, and you can keep stacking those. And uh, it's really fun to sort of go through this, and that's where, like, the, the rogue light elements come in because you never know what power-up you're going to get, and that greatly influences uh, 
how it's going to work out. Um, but it's cool because, yeah, you can buy, like, a shuffle option with your crystals. So then this way you have a certain amount of shuffles when you get that power-up. So if you don't like those two power-ups, you can shuffle it up and hopefully you get a better one. Um, there are, like, start with a random, um, you know, perk or ability. And there's different things you can sort of purchase. And obviously that goes into how your play style is. And for me, when I'm in that endless mode, it's like I want to get power up as fast as I can. I want that increased damage. I want that extra barrel. I want that faster uh, fire rate because then I'm going to be able to take the enemies out quicker um, because mm -hmm. it's a tight map. So a lot of it's like enemy control. You know, I don't want to get hit yeah. a lot. I want to be able to control the enemies. So if you get a good gun early on and you've sort of power upped, uh, powered up your you know, actual firepower and how many bullets you're shooting onto the screen. Now, all of a sudden, it's like these guys are falling quicker. And, of course, as it progresses and you level up, they're going to be more difficult. And, like, there's never going to be really a way to stay out in front of it forever, you know? Like, it eventually will get to a point where it's, like, you know, it's getting murky out there. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Uh, like I said, I, I guess great? now I sort of get the appeal of the 10-ton shooter. Um, yeah, Because yeah. this, like I said, this game is just an absolute blast. Um, I kept yeah, finding I mean, myself... You gotta get Neon Chrome. Got to. Yeah, I kept finding myself, like, it's like, well, maybe I'll start something else, but then I'd be like, well, you know what, let me just go play a couple more levels of Tesla vs. Lovecraft. Yeah. I was playing this on the plane to Boston. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, it's just such a good pick up and play game. Yeah. yeah, because it's like I said, it's pretty easy to get through the missions, and then like when you sort of get tired of doing just those little missions, it's like, all right, well, let me do a couple of endless runs. And now that you've made some yeah, progress in the single that. player, you're doing better in those other runs too, you know. And then you get to that, like, oh, that was a good one, but you know, let me do one more. Let, let me see if I can top that score, you know. And I, f I found myself sort of falling into that loop, uh, which is obviously a good thing. That's cool that you're getting upgrades to make your scores better, right? Oh, yeah, because um, yeah. I think my high score is like 150,000 now, um, okay. give or take. So, yeah, you definitely notice as you unlock more things, um, it becomes easier, but it's still hard. You know, like you're getting better mm -hmm. scores, but it's still getting very difficult towards the latter part. And like I said, I think Guillaume had like 400,000, so, you know, I'm still scratching the surface, really, compared to uh, what I can be doing. So I, I feel right. like I'm probably going to continue to play this game um, just because it cool. is one of those, like, oh, just pick up and play a little bit, uh, put it down, and move on. Yeah, there's, like, no reason not to. I mean, like, because it's not... Because there's so little commitment involved. Yeah, it's awesome. You know? um, oh, man. Yeah. Like I said, it's just... If, if you are sort of t turned off by, like, yeah, the, the aesthetic of it, or, or, like, the Tesla vs. Lovecraft, like, I actually think the graphic, like, in-game, I think the enemies all look interesting and stuff, and, and it, it's fun, there are interesting monsters coming at you and stuff. Well, and, and something you didn't talk about is how flawless the game runs. Yeah, yeah, it's smooth. I mean, it is, like, always 60 frames, like, it's a, and it looks so good, you know? Yeah, it's totally got, uh, it's gotten me interested more in the twin-stick shooter, um, especially like the, the crazy ramped up one like this, um, you know, where all of a sudden it's like just yeah. hordes of enemies and, uh, oh, I should say you have like a dash ability 
uh, which is very important. Um, so that's, you know, but that's on like a cooldown and you only have a certain amount of charges. So it's, uh, yeah. it's fun to know when to utilize that. Because that, and, that's the Tesla idea, right? Cause you can like tell. Yeah. For, yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Portaling over. Um, but yeah, no, I would, uh, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, it was, uh, you know, took me by surprise. You know, you said this kind of turned you on to twin stick shooters more and it did for me too. Like that's why I said, that's why I kind of got graceful explosion machine finally i mean even though that's not a legit twin stick shooter it's the same kind of game yeah similar um, yeah. you know so i know you're i know it you're, actually got it, me i was wondering now with garage coming out soon if that might be something that would interest me oh yeah well i'm definitely interested but, but. yeah no so uh definitely yeah, we'll a very very fun game that i would recommend checking out awesome but moving along from what i've been playing You've been playing a game. This is a game I've heard a bunch about, but I have no idea what it is. Okay. Well, by now, the review is... Well, actually, literally right now. The review is up on our site for this game. But uh, what if I told you that we took Super Metroid and made it a roguelike? Um, sounds pretty interesting. Well, that's what this game is. That is a robot named Fight. Which is a very dumb name. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I, I don't get it. It's it's just a dumb name. No offense to the game, but it's really dumb. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm it's Asana. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just you know, it just it could be way cooler. It's not as cool as Super Metroid, but uh, nothing is. Uh, no, but this game is actually. It's exactly what it, what I just said. It is a Super Metroid roguelike. It looks like Super Metroid uh, with like you know the pixel art. It controls just like it, feels like it. The little differences, little more modern improvements, um, but very similar. So you start with nothing, and you know it, it's actually a rogue light, I guess, because you're unlocking. Well, kind of, because you unlock new stuff, but you can't build up your character. You just unlock the ability for that to show up in the next Yeah, run. I'd say that's still sort of roguelite. Yeah, yeah, it's like an upgrade system, but yeah. So, really cool is because it, it no matter what, like each playthrough, you feel like you're accomplishing something because you unlock something, you know? So there's like little missions like, like you know, you killed 315 enemies. You unlocked this thing and it will, it, you know, it'll be available. A peanut blaster! Yeah, to get on your next run, exactly. And um, so, for instance, like my first run, you know, you're going through, It's you're like this apocalyptic city where, like, apparently they call them, like, like meat monsters. Like, they're just, like, they're just, like, monsters that are just, like... Those dirty meat monsters you know. are on the loose. Yeah, yeah, like, you want to kill the meat. And, uh, but, uh, you know, you're going around... Uh, shooting stuff it's just like super metroid maybe a little more enemies you know not obviously not a sense of isolation here uh for the most part it's more like uh more like a more action you know there's more enemies mm -hmm. than usual that's a little isolation but it's not the same as metroid uh but you know you're picking up upgrades as you go so you'll get uh like well i don't want to spoil it might be slight spoilers if you want to skip ahead people who want to play this game uh, 
But like, for instance, my first playthrough, I got this little, uh, I, I found like the equivalent of a morph ball. And what it is, is it's a little spider. And it's cool. Like so, so now you just like press down, or it was maybe maybe they mapped it to a button, and then you can walk. You can like walk around as a spider, and you can jump, and you can even shoot. It's really cool. Oh, that's, yeah, uh, that sounds pretty. I cool. thought it was a lot, but it does the same thing as a morph ball, right? You can just get through smaller passages, but you can also shoot. Um, you can't. Cr and the funny thing is, you are a little spider thing, but you can't crawl up the wall like a spider ball, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got that my first playthrough, but. I never got it ever again. <laughs> That's on my other playthroughs. So weird, right? Now I, I did get this other. It. Yeah, and I did get this like slide move where you can like so you can still slide under some, uh, like small entrances and stuff, which is really cool. Actually, I think it feels really good. That'd be a cool move in, in a side-scrolling Metroid to have like a like a dash slide, you know? Mm -hmm. um, sort of like Mega Man X. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, this game, so, you know, once you die, it's it. And it's, that's where I think, you know, <laughs> it's like, unfortunately, it's not, like, it's pretty dang hard. Like, you know, um, and the thing is, is, it doesn't feel like a normal roguelike slash light, like, in the sense of goner. It's like, if you get a, like, goner can take anywhere from, like, it's like, you know how the run's gonna be. A minute in or you know yeah yeah so it's like if you want to restart whatever but this is like could be you're going for a half hour and then you die and then it's back to the beginning you know so, so you, there's a little a, bit of a commitment level then when starting a run yeah it's not like let's do it real quick yeah now there is some sort of save type system um I haven't gotten too much into it, but you can like do like a, the code input to maybe get where you were before or something if you want to do that. I, I, I'm I sound that I, sounds I, like cheating. I didn't. Well, I tried it and it didn't work, but I I think I might not have done something. But so I think if you want to get to the end, there are ways. Like there are even like save rooms, but I'm trying to think. I think I died, and maybe and then I came back to that save room. And I can't remember, but then I died again, and then I couldn't infinitely do that. I remember that. So, um, but yeah, the game is, I mean, honestly, the game is really cool. I, I really was, like, super surprised by it. Because, first of all, I never heard of it. And it, and then I was like, okay, the idea of a Metroid Rogue Light sounds cool, but it's like, they're probably not going to, it's probably not going to look that good, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably not going to control, but it feels like Super Metroid. Or at least what I remember Super Metroid feels like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is all that really matters. But, I mean, you feel like you're controlling Samus and stuff. So, um, it's really cool. Uh, now, it just begs the question. It's like, does the Metroidvania, does that mix with the roguelite? Uh, not as well as I think the other platforming uh, genres mix, you know? Uh, like, just for instance, you know, like, just coming off of Bomb Slinger, um, you know, I, I definitely feel like it is more balanced, just overall Bomb Slinger is, mm -hmm. than this game, but it's a lot more action in, you know, in this game too, so. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I was to say, Bomb um, Slinger could be a little bit slow-paced. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, absolutely. And so, um, Zach Miller wrote the review for our site, and honestly, it is like spot on. Not that I would, it wouldn't be spot on, but playing through it, it's like I just everything he said was exactly what I was thinking. So if you want a detailed um, breakdown review, yeah, breakdown. Check out the review of a robot named Fight on NintendoWorldReport.com. But uh, we are going to move on to what you had mentioned before. Uh, we you recorded a Patreon podcast, and so by the way, Nintendo World Report has a Patreon that you can support, and you will get uh, exclusive content like this podcast that Casey recorded with. Uh, Who did you record this with? This uh, this month. So essentially, it is it we call it the Patreon Plays yeah, tell podcast, us about it. and. Uh, we do a voting. Um, well, we do. We open suggestions for a game. Then we narrow it down to four. Then we vote on it between staff and Patreon members. Um, and then that's sort of our game of the month. Uh, we do this every other month where we all play it. And then depending on the tier level, which I don't think I think it's only like five dollars uh, a month if you pledge five dollars a month, you can have the opportunity to join us on the podcast. And uh, normally it is myself and GX who is a Patreon. And then uh, Neil is usually on there. Uh, he's missed a few episodes. And uh, we actually had the pleasure of being joined by Lemonade uh, for this episode because he oh, really? is an absolute nice. huge fan of the game we talked about, and that is Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie's Double Trouble. So we both talked about this game already on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> because it was released on the 3DS Virtual Console. Yep. Um, yeah, this game's amazing. I love it. I'm a huge fan of this game. Yeah, like I said, I'm not probably going to talk too, too, too much about it. But um, yeah, I'd say it is often the forgotten uh, game in the trilogy. You know, obviously, I think Donkey Kong Country 2 sort of uh, usually gets the praise as being the best in the series. Um, then, of course, everyone loves the original. Not from me. Yeah. Well, that's because you're Jimmy. Um, so the third one sort of, like I said, sort of falls to the wayside. Uh, you know, obviously the first one, you got Don- uh, Donkey Kong and Diddy. Then you got Diddy and Dixie. And then for some reason, they're like, let's just get rid of both of them. Um, and we'll roll with Dixie and Kitty Kong, um, which is, I think, I don't know. I forget if it is Funky's, I think it's Funky's uh, nephew or something. I don't know. Uh, he, Funky makes you makes Dixie take him along, and uh, it's funny because um, Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong have gone to the northern hemisphere, uh, where they are now lost, and that's uh, where our quest starts. Um, you're on the the troll to get those guys back, and by the way, yes, he he is the younger brother of Chunky Kong and cousin of Dixie and Tiny Kong. Ugh. <laughs> and he's the youngest member of the Kong family. Of the DK crew. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so um, I think, yeah, I replayed this when it came out um, on the virtual console for the 3DS. Um, I, I did play it back in the day. I actually uh, started playing on my Retron, um, my cartridge, uh, and then all of a sudden it was being weird when I tried to play it again. So I switched back over to the 3DS version. But... 
as far as the game itself, um, it's it's I think it's a very good game. Um, there are some definitely it's different things going on. Yeah, instead of just like moving along the map from you know blip on the map to blip, you have a, some free freedom to move around. Like a jet. Skiers. Yeah, you, like a hover, <laughs> a hovercraft, and then you get like yeah. a, a a more badass one that can climb up waterfalls and stuff, and uh, it doesn't add too much freedom. You, you know, there's only so many things you could do, but um, it does open up when you. I think after the first two worlds, you sort of get an upgrade to your little ship. There, you go up the waterfall, and then you can pick between a few different levels, uh, like or different worlds to go to. So it opens up and makes it a little less linear in that sense, but it's essentially, you know, picking, oh, I'm picking this world instead of that world first, so it's not really too crazy. Um, right. The levels themselves, I think, uh, play out a little slower paced and a little more puzzle-based, um, mm-hmm. or, or I don't want to say gimmick, because I feel like gimmick has a negative condensation to it, but... Like, where you get into a level and you are climbing up a rope, but the bottom of the rope's on fire, you know? So it's like, oh, we got to keep climbing this. There's no time to stop. Yeah. Um, There's the one where, like, the saw is coming up uh, the treetops, you know, from the bottom, and you need to, again, sort of keep up and and not get hit by that. And uh, even some of the animal, um, Ellie the elephant, you know, she was sort of the replacement for the rhino who... You know, when you think of the rhino, you think, okay, getting on the rhino, Rambi. I'm going fast, and I'm just going to slam everyone with my big horn, you know, if they get in my way. Um, where Ellie the Elephant's more like, let's sort of take it slow, I'm going to get some water um, in my snout from the, and I can yeah. shoot, you know, water water bullets at enemies. And That's uh, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it, it's definitely a little strange, um, but it's different, but I like it, you know. Um, I mean, it fits in with the whole, I mean, Donkey Kong Country, it just, from the beginning, was super strange. Yeah, I mean, I can think of one of the earlier levels, and I, I, I mentioned this on the podcast, and uh, and I know Lemonade said it was his favorite level. Um, I, I forget the names. Uh, he's much better at that than I am. Uh, but it was one of the earlier ones where you get in there and you actually need to kill enemies, uh, which are little rats running on the, the wheels, and you need to kill those, and those open doors for you. And you're climbing your way up, and you're killing these enemies, opening more doors. And all of a sudden, you get to the top, and then you crash through the floor, and you go all the way back down to essentially the very beginning of the level, where now the door is unlocked because you've killed all those enemies. You know, so it just yeah. some cool level design, um, little different cool. than you know previous, I think, uh, installments in the series. But I mean. Definitely a fun game. It's got some interesting bosses. Uh, my favorite, the snowman fight boss. Do you remember that That's one? That's so weird. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. It's interesting. But uh, definitely some fun bosses, a fun game. Um, I mean, I, I think an interesting thing to note, uh, you know, when I was doing the research for this show, is that this game came out in November of 1996. And the mm-hmm. N64 came out in September of 1996. Uh, so as you could imagine, um, yeah. sales were not as great as they would have liked. I think they, I think it was still like three million or something. Um, but that's insane. Or, or maybe it was. Hold on, I, I, that I, I hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that one up while I'm here. But yeah, no, figure that out because I uh, I remember I remember seeing this at my my neighbor's house. 
like being like, that's not Donkey Kong. And that's not Diddy Kong. Who are these Who monkeys? are these crocs? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I, I never understood what it's like. Because honestly, like, I love Donkey the original Donkey Kong Country because it has Donkey Kong in it. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's funny. Like, they just I love Diddy Kong. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's like, it's so weird how they just took Donkey Kong out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, let's just nix him. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it actually sold over 3.5 million units worldwide still. And uh, that was actually the lowest in the series outside of Tropical Freeze for the Wii U, um, which now I have a feeling <laughs> will have a, a substantial boost, obviously not for the Wii U version, but for the Switch yep. version. So uh, I, I highly doubt um, Tropical Freeze will be the Guaranteed. lowest selling. But yeah, I mean, it's funny to think. You might go to highest selling. Yeah, probably. It's probably a good chance. But it's funny to think the lowest selling is 3.5 million, you know? Or one of, yeah. I mean, excluding Tropical Freeze. So, I mean, 3.5 million nowadays, I think it would be a pretty big success, especially coming out that late in the, uh, the life oh, cycle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I cannot wait for for uh, Tropical Freeze, which is like next week, right? Um, Friday, bro. This Friday? Yep. Oh, heck. Yes, I'm on the fence. Dude, I'm, so I'm on the fence. Oh, I'm not. I'm so all in. I'm not on the fence in the sense of me not wanting to play, but I'm on the fence of trying to be a uh, financially responsible human being. Do it. Buy it. Enabler. Buy it. Buy it. Enabler. You know me. I'm the enabler. Yep. Um. Well, I and you. Do you have the sales in the uh, the, the the financial? Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. In the news. Okay, yeah, because like that's a really good point to talk about with this tropical freeze and it being the lowest sale on the Wii U and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, cool, man. I I love Donkey Kong Country. Apparently, David Lloyd doesn't like Donkey Kong. Yeah. So I guess we won't be hearing about David Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we can announce show. our. Uh, we've cut all ties with um, David <laughs> Lloyd. Um, what was our rival RPG podcast called again? The Unquenched Wizard or something? Witch or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be coming From out the soon. Thirsty Mage. Uh, we really, really should do that. Yeah, make a pilot episode. It's like, oh my no, god, yeah, this is so much better than the Thirsty Mage with that other Jimmy from Canada. <laughs> then, like, people are saying that the Thirsty Mage is the Canadian version of the Unquenched Witch. <laughs> Some say it's the watered down version. <laughs> uh, watered down, thirsty. Yes, that was yes. a good one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Donkey Kong Country 3, very uh, fun game. But if you're in the mood okay. for Donkey Kong Country, like uh, like Perry said, Tropical Freeze is coming out soon. And if you did Boom. not play it on the Wii U, and you have a Switch, and you like platformers, you should absolutely play Tropical Freeze. Well, man, they'll be hearing about it next episode then. Yep, probably from if both it's of us. coming out Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, you've got another well, game, don't you? Yeah, this is this one came today. Um, I guess this one might be edited out if they send me an email being like, "No, don't talk about no. it." No. Um, <laughs> well, it actually hasn't come out yet, but I, we got the codes today. Uh, and this is the Adventures of Elena Temple. <laughs> It's a platformer that's uh, 
that's made to look like it's, you know, for on the played on the old systems. Um, seven virtual old machines, so such as like the Commodore 64, even Macintosh. There's Game Boy. No, you um, mean some you know, toy advanced? <laughs> yeah, yeah, some toy. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and what this is is this game. So basically, the game can be played with seven different palette swaps that make it look like old systems. Um, and how it plays is it's like a. So as you can see, I mean, it's called the Adventures of Elena Temple, right? For Switch. Uh, and this is on the Switch, by the way. I I guess I should probably. Uh, what else would you everything be playing? Everything I play is on Switch. At three days. Although I guess maybe you would be playing your PS3. That's true. I was playing my PS3 this morning, which is really weird. I was sitting there with my PS3 connecting it to my Vita, looking at my Xbox. An alternative Xbox timeline one. when Perry was a like, Sony fanboy. And then I went and grabbed a Pepsi out of my fridge. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, I started the game today at work, and I beat it. While at work, I had a pretty long break, and then um, finished it a little after. And so, this is a little game, but it's... So, when I started it, I was like, okay, this is, you know, really simple. Um, I don't know what I feel about it. Like, that's how I felt when I started. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I really liked it that much, but it was like, okay, I, it's kind of cool. So, you play as this rather tall sprite it, that's what's so funny is like i never usually when you play these old games this the your little character is small she's a tall drink this of water is like huh? tall yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh you can run you can jump and then i really like this mechanic uh uh it kind of reminds me of goner uh you can hold two bolts so there's these little bullets that are around so you can hold two bolts for your gun at a time, and that's it. But you have to pick them up to shoot. So um, what this is, is, is it's basically a puzz form, screen by screen, and so you're unlocking these screens as you go. Oh, that's sort of cool. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I, and I really, I didn't know anything about the game when I started, so I was kind of figuring this stuff out on the go. Uh, and so basically, like, you, you drop down in this level, and so the idea is these are monochrome, so there's not a lot of color that's where the palette swaps work pretty well. I played it on one that was kind of imitating like an old. Uh, it was like it looked like it was on a on a computer, like a Dell mm-hmm. computer. I, I don't really I, I don't really understand it. I just thought the I thought the it was blue, like the colors were blue. Um. So I I drop you drop down and there's like there's little enemies you can shoot, um like bats and and snakes, uh classic temple enemies. Uh, and then uh, you're collecting coins, and coins, there's usually like one or two coins on each screen, so in each dungeon zone, or three, I mean, there could be three or four even. Uh, you can find them by just seeing them and trying to touch them, or by breaking pots. Uh, they might have coins in them. So you want to get those, and then there are eight diamonds hidden throughout the whole map. And that's the point of the game is to go get those eight diamonds um, and the coins too. Uh, and then you go to the end. And that's it. So you're going around and you're collecting. It's just a kind of a collect-a-thon and you're getting stuff. Um, when you get hit, this is where it gets kind of janky but kind of old school. You know, because old school is kind of janky. Um, 
when you get hit, you know, you, it's just one hit kill. But it just, you know, just bang, and then it just... Game over. Puts It just put No. Oh, it just, it just puts you back. Spits you back to the front. No, 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 no. Yeah, it just puts you back to, like, where you were last touching ground. Oh, okay. So not or even in the it, beginning it, of the screen, necessarily. No. No, no, it's like instant go, go back. But the thing is, is like, it's not when you were last touching ground. It's I don't exactly know where it 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 pegs you. I think there's certain spots in each uh, in each map in each uh, square of map that like once you sort of like a, a like invisible checkpoint. Yes, yes, um, and these can get like bad, like because you can spend you know your time like you know making your way through the, a lot of different uh what do you call them like obstacles and stuff spikes and stuff mm-hmm. and you'll get to the end and then you die and you gotta go restart at the opposite end and it's like oh yeah you know, like, it's like that feeling of oh man which is great you know because i think that's i mean they're going for that it's it's, it's an old school the whole idea is it's a, it's an old school game you a know? concentrated totally got that pill feeling. of nostalgia as they say. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And you can and the cool thing is you can pick your flavor, you know. I should have went with Game Boy. I didn't exactly know what was going on cuz like, done messed I up. beat the game. I beat the game and I, I I really got really hooked into it. That's what I was so happy about is like I started and I was like, "Oh, actually like this feels really good and the puzzles and the level design is actually gets really neat and cool." Um level like screen by screen. And the idea is you can, it, there's exploring too, because like you'll see, you're unlocking the map, so it's kind of like a maze too, because you can only get to certain areas by going through certain, like, you know, like you can't just go up, down, left, right on every screen. Some screens you can only go left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you so know, how so they like all when you're looking at the together. map. So it's like, I need to get to the screen right beneath me, but I can't get there, so I have to figure out how to get there, like through the map. So, and there are also tons, there's like secrets secret like uh secret tunnels and stuff uh but so i didn't know exactly how the progression would work with the game uh but basically once you 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 can exit the game and then you can you can jump into any of the other uh palette swaps and play the game i played through it all in one game because i thought well maybe like there's a progression like you start a new game uh but you don't so there's just really one game, and it's a palette swap, and it's pretty short. Uh, but I really did enjoy it. I I liked the game, uh, and I I I thought that it, cause I you know me, I'm a big fan of old school platformers, big gym, especially yep. like yep. Game Boy, you know, like uh, Bionic Commando, Gargoyles Quest, um, and honestly, this game reminded me uh a very very simplified version of mutant muds actually um really the gameplay um felt a lot like that interesting uh, if that yeah yeah it's, i mean i like obviously if people play this and they're like what like i don't get that i could see people not understanding but i in a certain way this it doesn't reminds play me like, like mutant muds at all like <laughs> well, yeah like there's no there's no speed variable difference like it's just one constant speed you Mm -hmm. know yeah it's methodical there's there's no yeah and there's no momentum and stuff like that so and it's it's funny because i was you know i was playing a back-to-back and i was like these are actually really similar and like and then i was playing i was like why do i think that and then 
of course I get in and I go to Game Game Boy Land in Mutant <laughs> Muds and like, oh yeah, <laughs> these both have Game Boy <laughs> modes in them, uh, which I love. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, the adventures of Elena Temple. So you uh, you're playing as this girl going through a temple, and uh, I really enjoyed it. So I believe that comes out May fifteenth. Yes, sir. Uh, so we'll we'll cover it uh, on the eShop Roundup for sure. Yeah. So, uh, woo. Speaking but of which, do it right for this segment. Yep. I was gonna say we gotta take a little breather here because of all of these games we talk oh my about. Goodness. Because oh we're gonna need a breather, isn't that right, Perry? Oh man. Oh, we got 28 games in this roundup. <laughs> so let's uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and go straight through them. It's time to get into that. The eShop round. So for newcomers, this is where we run through what new games have come out in the past week on the American eShop. Um, and you know, if so. this is your first one, you are in for a doozy. <laughs> it's it's a super one. Um, yeah, because there's 28 games. Which might be a new record for Some might Switch. just say that's too many games. I think that might be a new record for Switch. So, yeah, that might be too many games. But we're going to get cracking because we really need to. And we're going to... Lightning round. We're going to... Yeah, lightning round. We're going to go right here. So, number one, we have... What is it, Casey? Where are my friends? For $5.99. Now, yeah, this, this is... is like a weird uh, adventure platformer. Um... I really the aesthetic is really cool. The art so design. So weird. It's like Every, I think like, made. Everything looks different. I think yeah. I think it sort of looks like the the one screenshot uh, looks like a big marker almost, or maybe that's a telescope. I don't know. Um, yeah, the art style is interesting. Weird. I'm interested in this game. Five ninety nine looks cool. But next up we have Glaive Brick Breaker um, for nine ninety nine, and so this is like an Arkanoid game uh i'm looking through the screenshots and that's all it looks like Maybe, looks like uh, expensive for a brick breaker game yeah but doesn't look moving along here we've got hello kitty cruisers with Sinrio friends <laughs> that must be a different like yeah um, it must across uh, an ambitious crossover oh my goodness. um for 29.95 and uh this game looks like a nintendo 64 game it looks smoother than that. Barely. <laughs> but it looks a little bit like Diddy Kong Racing. I see airplanes, I see mm -hmm. cars, I see boats, and I, I see a whole cupcakes. lot of apples. Yep. But yeah. I see bow ties. You know what? Like, I wonder how that game plays. I, I, I'll never find out for 30 bucks, but... Yep. Uh, yeah. You know Hello Kitty is not a cat? It's a feline. Did you know? No, but did you know that it's actually a human? Is it really? Yeah. The creator Weird. came out and said that. And I think about all the people I know who have, or I've, that I've seen, have Hello Kitty tattoos. And I, I always tell them whenever I see that. Did you that's know that really Kitty's a, a person? person. You've got and a person weird. tattooed on you. You're weird. That's what I say to him. Now, 
This next one is Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 2. Now, <laughs> you're going to see there's a common thread here. And let's just run through all of them because Ultimate, Ultimate Ninja Storm 1, 2, and 3 came out on the eShop this last week. They're all $19.99 or you can buy, this is kind of cool, you can buy all three of them for $39.99. So buy two, get one free. Yeah, that's a pretty good um, deal if you are interested in here. Uh, the trilogy save twenty bucks. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it, the games look really nice. I mean, like the you know from the screenshots and stuff. Uh, and they're it's a, they're fighting games, so anyway. good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. Now next up, what moving we along got? here. Yes, th- I'll let you take it because I'm not Goisha. quite sure how to say it. I'm gonna say Goisha. <laughs> Go or, eat. Goedia, Goedia, Goetia, Goedia, Go. I don't know. Anyway, it's a point-and-click adventure where you play the ghost of a young lady. You are Abigail, Abigail Blackwood. (laughs) (laughs) You are Abigail. (laughs) I just like how it says you are Abigail. Period. Abigail Blackwood. Period. So the nice stop and pause. Yep, $9.99. It looks like a standard... Sc- it's really cool looking, actually. Side-scrolling. The the uh, graphics are pretty cool. Side-scrolling uh, adventure point-and-click. So. so Casey will talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, my favorite, favorite. genre. Uh, only second to this one. Another Lost Phone, Laura's Story, for $5.99. Now, I'm looking at the screenshots, and they are, it, they are literally... Um, it's like a... This must have been a mobile game to start, and uh, they. Well, no, that the whole point of this of these games, are uh, they're like a lost phone, and that you're looking through someone's phone. But well, so, did they? Do you know if it came out on like a mobile phone too? Because I feel like because I'm looking at the screenshots and like. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Yeah, because I'm looking. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, but I just mean the. Yeah. Gotcha, because the the screenshots are showing just literally like. Um, just like what a phone would look like, but like they didn't yeah. put any doctoring up on the side, like any sort of border. So it's just like a right. like a gray right. background with like a phone down the center. Um, right. But yeah, uh, I guess like you said, this is sort of like a puzzle, sort of social life. Yeah, game it's mystery thing. game. So so interesting. Five ninety nine. But next up we have. <gasps> uh, yeah, it would not be a week hadn't been for this that came up and actually this one looks kind of cool this one looks this bad ne- Ooh, in a good neo well. geo ghost pilots which is like the coolest name i've ever heard yeah we were talking about some rough names earlier <laughs> like, and yeah, the mustache yeah the tanks <laughs> he, he's not uh That's he's Cassie not messing Gibbons. around dude the graphics look so good yeah no this looks like a really fun game uh so this is like a, a, a top a top down scrolling Shmup, yep. Um, so yeah, Ghost Pilots from 91, so if that gives anyone a hint. So not a super early Neo Geo game, because they... <laughs> well, I guess Neo Geo, I'm thinking of arcades. Yeah. It's crazy, because we've had like games on here like from like 81. <laughs> yeah, the Neo but, um, Geo... It, yeah, then you get ones from like nine mid-90s and stuff, but... Uh, yeah. Continuing to, to get through all these games here, we've got... Lightfall, which is a game we've talked about, uh, you know, we, we met we saw, with them. Yep, yeah. we saw packs. We had the interview and stuff, uh, and it was on the Nindy Spotlight. It is now out for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, platformer, 
um, where you could sort of looks cool spawn your own little platform as you're yep. running around, and it it has really um, atmospheric areas, you know, yeah, uh, some very really cool gorgeous. stuff. It's kind of like Limbo and Fia put together. Yeah, that yeah, it's an interesting and uh, I think apt comparison. Thank you. Now this next game we have is Agatha Knife for eleven ninety nine. Uh, if we don't buy cheese, we won't be resurrected. And that's, that's all you what, need to know about that one. <laughs> believe in carnivorism. <laughs> Next up I here. I just want to leave it there. Yep, that's what we're leaving it at. <laughs> we've got too many games to get through. Next up yep. here, we've got Sparkle Zero for four ninety nine. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. At first, I was thinking it was one of those Sparkle. They, aren't there a bunch of Sparkle games that are sort of like yes. Match Three? This, I don't yeah, I think... Yeah, I thought. This is a different thing. Yeah, this is something I, that looks way different than that. Yeah, so... Um, Many the, organisms no, fight for resources and the opportunity to evolve. Be one of them. Start from zero and become the best, the biggest, and the most efficient of them all. Become the ultimate um, sparkle! Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, we're leaving on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Saturday Morning RPG. And now this price is interesting to me because this is $9.99 on the eShop and this is published by Limited Run Games on the eShop. Now, if you buy this uh, physically, it is not $9.99. What's it, $29.99? Yeah. Um, But this is a very interesting looking game with many different art styles and things. So, uh, does this interest you at all, Mr. RPG Guy? No, sirree, Bob. Why doesn't it interest you? Uh, I don't know. I just never really, um, I don't know. But it's weird. Why wouldn't that interest you? I don't know. I just look at it, and I don't want to say it looks cheap or anything, but I don't know. It just doesn't... Not up your alley. doesn't jump off the page at me, you know? Yeah. Well, this next game should jump off the page to you, because it's not really a game, but it's a late shift. Um, (laughs) But it's a late shift. (laughs) That sounds terrible. Late shift is the name. (laughs) No, no, uh, for twelve ninety nine, uh, this is, uh, you will hear about this game next week. This is another FMV game. You will hear about from, it next from week. From the, to... the people that brought you Bunker, right? The Bunker? The Bunker, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard really good things about Late Shift, so. And there's a review on the website if, if people want to read about it now, so. Yes. Now, moving along, we've got Sky Rogue for $19.99. Uh, Sky Rogue is a floozy rogue light action flight simulator. Oh. Flooshy. Flooshy, not floozy. Flo- <laughs> You're a floozy. <laughs> Flooshy. I like that. Flooshy. F W O O S H. Yeah, it, I sort of. Um, sort of cool looking i mean the graphics it's like it seems like each area is very committed to like one color scheme yeah and but uh, it has like joy con motion too interesting yeah i've heard i think good things about this from from good old justin nation i've heard things about this (laughs) yeah i have (laughs) moving on i think we have the cheapest game yet Uh, that's payable uh sky piece for 99 cents um, side-scrolling uh, action game where it looks like you're flying on a, or you're like on a flying surfboard a, a surfboard and you're collecting stuff and it kind of looks not bad I was actually, actually going to say it, it for 99 cents <laughs> it gives me the like the kid trip um, 
vibes to it. You know, where it's yeah, like, it the, might be sort of a small experience. Ninja. Yep, Ninja Striker or Night ninja Terror. Striker, yeah. Night yeah. Terrors, I think. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yep. no, this uh, looks a, sort of like a cool little game. 99 cents. What could yep. go wrong? Um, it really, you're right, actually. Next up, a game we just talked about, a robot named Fight, and that uh, clocks in at twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine, yeah, that's a good deal. That's a good game. If you like Metroid, if you like Metroid gameplay and think that that combined with the roguelite could be fun, get it. They heard you before, Jimmy. We got games. You're taking more time right now. Next up, we have <laughs> Korg Gadget for Nintendo Switch. And this is a music production studio. Um, I want this. And maybe I should request a review code and review this for the site. What a Jimmy price, one, though. Right? <laughs> I know, it's $48. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Play games, make music, a music creation studio that feels like a game. That's. I mean, it looks cool. Like, it has, like, the synthesizers and stuff. And Yeah. I wonder that... That Switch would be perfect for... I mean, you know, the Korg has been always doing this stuff. Like with DS, remember? They had the couple DS ones. They had like a DSi Enhanced. One of those DSi Enhanced games, which is so weird. Do you remember those? Uh, I don't think so. So there was DS games. They actually made physical DSi games that were only playable on DSi. That like used the camera and stuff. Interesting. Isn't that weird? But then, like, Korg was, like, a DSi-enhanced game um, that used whatever. So, anyway, but, yeah, I just mean, they've always been on Nintendo stuff, so it's kind of cool. But, moving on, we have Snow Moto Racing Freedom for $39.99. Um, what a title. This is a, yeah, <laughs> this is a, a snow, what do you call it? Snowmobile, right? That's what yep. you call those, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it looks nice from the screenshots. Are those screenshots, though? Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I don't know, yeah. Like, the, the one's definitely yeah. not. I don't but see I any, like, UI too. or anything, so I wonder yeah. if that's indicative it, of not. what the game might actually look like. Yeah. But we can move on. Next up here, we've got... I'm going to skip a few of those games because we've already talked about those. Bouncy Bob Woo! for $4.99. Uh, yeah, now, this, this is right here, uh, like an action platformer, but it's also a party game, right? Like, I think, uh, co-op kind of I, deal? I guess. It's hilarious couch co-op with a pinch of darkness. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, looks weird. Uh, moving on, though, also for four ninety nine is Save the Ninja Clan. Um, it's a platformer for casual players as well as speedrunners. Um, yeah. Looks, uh, yeah. It looks kind of like Super Meat Boy with, like, simpler graphics. Yeah. Mm. Next up here, another water sports game, Aquamoto Racing Utopia for thirty yeah. nine ninety nine, And, uh, this is, uh, a jet ski Obviously racing from game. the same people. <laughs> yeah. And again, the screenshots, like, they, I don't know if they're really screenshots. They look pretty nice, but, um, but yeah, up yeah. to eight players, uh, I guess if you're sort of having that wave, uh, race sort of itch to you, you might, might be worth checking out, uh, $39.99. If you want to get 
not to not to poop on this game, but if you want a jet ski, I would get Riptide for ten bucks. It's a fourth of the price, and it's really good, and it has split screen stuff. So anyway, boom boom. Next up, we have Drago Dino for nine ninety nine. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a cool looking game. I mean, the screenshots aren't. Yeah, it's they're, a nice uh, art style they're, they're to nice, it. Yeah, nice colors, nice uh, hand, looks like hand painted. Meet Bob, a cute Drago Dino, and guide him through ten levels of the Forest Kingdom in a quest to recover his lost egg stuck atop a giant tree. So there you go. Mm. Looks cute. Next up here, we got 12 Orbits for $1.99. Uh, what's this, game. some sort of puzzle game or, or some sort? I'm not... Uh... It looks like it. Um, uh, it doesn't require any prior knowledge, though, apparently. Uh, or preparation <laughs> you, time. Yeah. Your left and right Joy-Con, or even the touchscreen alone, all, all you need are all you need for any number of players. Um, so... Uh, uh, so it actually looks more like a, a part, yeah, two to twelve players. Uh, the simple rules and only one button per player. Interesting. Yeah, it looks uh, very simplistic in nature, but I wonder how deep uh, and how fun it could be. For $1.99, yeah. that might not be a bad game to sort of keep on your radar. I know you sort of end up yep. having little shindigs with friends. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, sir. So next up we have... Jotun Valhalla edition. I believe that Pure Evil uh, uh, sent me the correct pronunciation uh, on how to pronounce Jotun, and it's Jotun. <laughs> Is that what I said? Was I the one who said Jotun? Yeah, yeah. Just want to let everyone know for the record. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this game, fourteen ninety nine. Uh, you wrote the review for this game for the website, right? I did. So I mean, yes, I know you so talked check out a my bit. review. And check it out on my video review on Nintendo World Report TV. Ooh-wee. And now we've got a Jimmy Award for this next game, and I'll tell you why in a second. Super Sorio Fly. So, so is that okay. is that how you pronounce that? Um, Sorio. So yeah. this game, fifteen ninety five. Why? You earned yourself a Jimmy Award. Yep. Yeah. The um, first annual Jimmy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah I guess Jimmies. as far as what the game is, looks like a platformer. Um, looks like you're sort of a pterodactyl of some sort. Mm-hmm. So I guess you have obviously some flight options. I don't know if it would be uh, unlimited or whatever. But I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the game doesn't look terrible. No, like it, it's kind of inconsistent. The art is a little inconsistent, but... Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. Interesting. But for fifteen ninety five, sorry. Just make it fifteen ninety nine. Just make it fourteen ninety nine, like the rest of them. Yeah. Now, last up on one of the longest eShop roundups we've ever had, Animal Super Squad for nine ninety nine. Um, this game looks insane. Actually, uh, you're like a chicken inside of a toilet on a four-wheeler <laughs> i think yeah is that yeah what that is? i think i think you hit the nail on the head <laughs> <laughs> this game looks awesome actually like the art looks great physics-based of... adventure with community-driven content really 
So yeah, create your own levels, share them with the community, or forget all that nonsense and just play other people's stuff. Oh, man. This might have to be picked up by Perry. And that's how Perry bought a whole bunch of games during the longest yep. eShop roundup of all time. <laughs> that's a great end to this Although I tell uh, you what, roundup. it might have been long in games. I think we uh, we made it through in a pretty good time. I think time. we did a good lightning round, huh? Yeah, for once, I feel like normally we get a little... Uh, Lackadaisical in our uh, rushed approach, but uh, no, I think it went well. I like saying lackadaisical. It's a good word. It's a good word. That is. You know, it's, it's like a, 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 um, one of my favorite ability. words. What? Penultimate. That is a good one. Makes you sound yeah. way smarter than I actually am. Mm-hmm. You just gotta trick anyway. the people. <laughs> Anyway, we have a special surprise, Villa de Discount. Villa de Discount! Villa de Discount! Yes, this is real quick, but uh, I just wanted to say, Totes the Goat is on sale, 20% off, making it $3.99. Uh, really fun, great game. Uh, yeah, Qbert uh, like game. Check out that game on the eShop, Totes the Goat. Boom, and boom. I think that's it for the Villa de Discount. Of course, Rocket League is still there. Yeah, but, um, Rocket <laughs> it, it's It'll never stop amazing me how just Rocket League continuously is in the top sellers. And this it just blows my mind how I don't know who doesn't have Rocket League anymore and who continuously is buying it. Well, the people who are continuously buying Switches, you know? Yeah, I that's guess. Part of it, but right? I, yeah, I mean, that's true. But it's just funny that Rocket League... It just somehow continues to get, char you know, keeps charting. I know. It's awesome. But. But what are we doing now? Oh, it is time for the old. News Talk with Casey Gibson. Yes, sir. Now, the last few weeks have been pretty dry over on the old news block. Um, mm -hmm. You know, little bits here and there. But thank goodness for the old shareholder press conference or, or meetings, whatever you want to call it. Because um, we got a whole bunch of news from that. And the first one, uh, I guess, a little bit of a shocker, but also sort of um, makes sense that Nintendo now has a new president, or will, uh, once Kimishima retires yeah, let's in let's not June. jump the gun here. Am I jumping the gun? Well, you said they have a new president. Not yet. Yeah, they have the successor waiting in the balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the successor, and I'm, I'm sure I will get better at pronouncing this name, uh, Shintaro Furukawa. I think that was pretty that was decent. Great. Furukawa. Uh, he is currently a board member for Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. And uh, what's notice notable about him is that he's only 46 years old. So uh, a shift, obviously... Uh, Kimishima is pretty old. I think he's in his 70s. Um, so I, I think... Oh, really? I'm pretty sure he's up there in age because that's why I'm, I was thinking that they must have... Uh, uh, he's 68. So they must have sort of been like, you'll go in the, the interim while we sort of figure out a long-term long, long -term, uh, plan, you know? Mm -hmm. Once uh, with the passing of Awada. So that's uh, exciting news. Um, I mean... I don't know how much it will change uh, the day-to-day -day operations of Nintendo. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and 
to be honest, like I, you know, we all they knew from the beginning that he was gonna be, uh, whatever you call it, like temporary, you know, mm-hmm. in between. Um, but yeah, this is cool. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I wonder how. I wonder what kind of involvement he has already with Nintendo. So you know, like, be interested to see if if there's gonna be any sort of change at all. So. Yeah, I mean, I think for the immediate, probably not. Um, I would think if anything, you will start to see his fingerprints, you know, on the successor to the Switch, because I feel mm-hmm. like at this point they probably already have uh, a game plan down for what they ideally want for the entirety of the Switch's life, you know. Mm-hmm. And obviously things will change, and, and and things don't always go according to plan. But I gotta imagine they have an idea of what they want to do, and sure, he might be able to you know, sort of change that plan up a little bit. But like I said, I think it would be something more uh, down the road. You start to really see uh, where he sort of wants to take things. But But let's move on to some, I think, more exciting news. Yes, yes. Now, with the uh, shareholder meetings, of course, those shareholders, they they want to feel good about their investment, right? They want to hear numbers, and they want to hear big ones. And luckily... Unlike the Wii U days, the Switch is delivering those big numbers. Um, I've got a ton of numbers here, uh, so we will go down them all. First, 17.79 million Switches have been sold. Uh, I think awesome. they said fif- like over 15 of that was in the first fiscal year, um, which, you know... It's like we we've talked about this before. That's more than the Wii U sold in the four plus years it was out. Um, you know, obviously the Switch is selling gangbusters yeah. and hopefully can continue its pace. But the only thing I think more exciting about a lot of Switches being sold is that the software is matching those sales. Uh, we already Crazy. have twelve games that have sold over a million units. On the switch, yeah. and I mean that's pretty crazy. Uh huh. Do, do you want to? Maybe we'll alternate yeah, like, going down well, the numbers so, here. So, so the best-selling game on Switch is Mario Odyssey. Mm. How many Good. units? Ten point four one mil. <whistles> yeah, that's crazy. And if you think about that, that game came out in October. So it's. I mean, at this point, I guess. A little over a half a year it's been out, right? So, man. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. And that game's going awesome. to sell till the, the day the Switch dies. So And after. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Breath of the Wild. 8.48 million units on the Switch. Uh, I, I don't have it written down here, but I think another 2 plus million were sold on the Wii U, so it's over 10 million oh, nice. total, uh, and that is the best-selling Crazy. individual Zelda title. I don't know what that means. So that means what do you mean? So that means like how uh, ever? Yeah. So, so that sold more than Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you think about Ocarina of Time, um, how many? I'm trying to think. I'm so, hold on. Like if we're just talking about just the 64 version. You know? Yeah, that's what I think they mean by any individual. So like you wouldn't count um, Breath of the Wild Wii U sales into that number, you know? Right. What I mean? So it would. So right. that's what that means. But now I'm trying to see lifetime sales. You know that's just that's crazy to me. But I'll, while you're checking that out, um, oh here we go. Mario huh? Kart. Oh, go ahead. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay, Ocarina of Time for N64 sold 7.6 million. Wow, isn't that crazy? That's that's crazy, yeah. yeah so Breath of the Wild is the best-selling Zelda game ever. Yeah, because I'm looking at all of... Yeah, I've got a list here now of all of it. Where, see, now, if you go The Legend of Zelda and you can count uh, NES Classic Edition... Which is funny. Uh, the Famicom Mini for Game Boy Advance and the regular one, it sold nine over nine million. But if just for the NES, it was only six point five million. Uh huh. So therefore, yeah. yeah, Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Uh, Crazy. Ooh, it's just inching out. Uh, Twilight Princess was up there too. But anyway. Yep. Yep. Yes. Crazy. G- it well deserved. Um, now. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Why would they re-release Mario Kart 8 on the Switch? Just Casey? make a new one. <laughs> yeah. Or they could release it and sell more than they did on the Wii U, which I think was like the top seller on the Wii U. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine uh, that anything outsold that. <laughs> Maybe New Super Mario Bros. U, but I don't think so. But yeah. Um. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 9.22 million, and that's almost a million more than what the Wii it sold on Wii U. But now, I was going to say, think of that, like, oh my goodness, you know? they That's almost, by the time the Switch is over, that's going to easily, you know, eclipse 20 million, easy. Probably 25, you know, combining Mm -hmm. with the Wii U. Uh, you know, I, I could see Mario Kart 8 Deluxe getting up to like 20 million. Because again, that's a game that's just going to keep on selling. Anyone who buys a Switch is going to want Mario Kart, you know? Right. I know. And, it's awesome. And I'm looking at the, the best selling Wii Mario U Kart 9. is uh, Mario Kart 8, then new Super Mario Bros. U at 5.75. Well, there you go. Yep. But, uh,. Yeah, continuing along, I mean, some of these you were to expect to have some big numbers, but as we go down here, you're going to start seeing some that are, you know, frankly, pretty surprising. Uh, Splatoon 2 is not one of them. Uh, That's expected to sell well, and that has sold 6 million, 6.02 million. Um, Heck yeah, baby. Yeah, that's, that's great stuff, too. Deserves it. Now, speaking of deserving it, this next one does not deserve it, which is 1-2-Switch, which is 2.29 million Isn't that absurd? Yeah. Why would anyone pay full price for this game? Well, you've got 2.29 million people out there. I mean, I'm sure not yep. all of them spent full price, but uh, right. pretty, I mean, Crazy. that's just, I guess, the boost of being a launch title. Absolutely. Um, Xenoblade 2, 1.31 million. Uh, that's I, awesome. Yeah, that's for Dude, sort that's of a, huge. a niche RPG um, that came out at that's a weird insane. time too. Uh, you know that early December. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they uh, are very probably very happy with that. Well, I don't know if early December is a weird time. Well, it, it's sort most... of after Black Friday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. y- you feel like you normally want to be yeah, out there. Yeah, I with guess that. you're right. Yeah. Um. And uh, Arms has sold 1.85 million. Ooh-wee. Good for that. That's almost two mil. Th- this next one took me by surprise. Pokin Tournament sold 1.16 million, and uh, I don't know how well that Crazy. sold on the the Wii U. I'm telling you, it's it's because of the Pokemon. Oh yeah, for sure. 
But and, and, and it's a pretty uh, fun uh, game. I'm just saying, like I see, like you know, I'll see switches on Craigslist that have Pokemon. You know, they'll have Zelda and Pokemon. So the power. Yeah. Oh, just wait till Pokemon like a full oh, real title comes I know, out. Oh man. <laughs> I know. I know it's gonna be crazy. Um, this next one surprised and, me too, although maybe it shouldn't have. Well, I don't know. I th- this this is this is like the best selling. Okay, Kirby Star Allies, for with one point two six million in about two weeks. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous. And this game wasn't. I read somewhere that this was like the fastest selling Kirby of all time and the biggest launch of all time. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you just got your Switch and you're sort of. I mean, there's been plenty of games, obviously, you know, especially uh, in the indie scene and all that. But if you're looking for sort of marquee Nintendo titles, you know, this was the first one of the the year. And, you know, Kirby's cute and cuddly. And who doesn't love Kirby? But yeah, great sales. So Switch software sales total uh, for the fiscal year, 68.97 million. Mm -hmm. Not too scabby. Nope. And don't forget about the 3DS for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon combined got 7.51 million units sold. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like a re-release, like not a re-release, but like an enhanced version of a game that probably sold like 10 million on its own. <laughs> sold sells another seven and a half. Insane. It's insane. Yep. And it sold like, you know, that would be the, their fourth selling best, like fourth best selling game last year yeah ridiculous um crazy now of course we also get all uh all the information about e3 you know they're sort of their plans for how it's going to work out so it's coming up case i know six weeks I, I need to put in uh my request for for work yep, off. i just did that today yeah i'll probably do that tomorrow that. and if i don't get it i'm quitting um Yes, so Splatoon 2 World Championships, uh, the opening rounds will be June 11th, which will be the Monday, and the finals will be June 12th. Uh, the video presentation, uh, as they dubbed it, aka what we would normally you know, call a direct, uh, we will get to look at all the t- or Switch titles for 2018, including Smash Brothers. Uh, that starts at Dude. 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, on that Tuesday, June twelfth, uh, that would be noon, Eastern time. Dude, how crazy! So in six weeks, we're gonna hear, we're gonna see Smash Bros. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a post on uh, the Smash Bros. Reddit that was like, next month we're gonna find out all about Smash Bros. That's crazy. And you know what's the strangest thing about it is, is just it is such a different. Um, release from what we've become uh, familiar with with the Smash Brothers uh, franchise, you know, where it's usually that, oh, they're going to drip feed us little teases, you know, here's a screenshot, yeah. here's this, to keep that hype going. This is just going to be like, hey, Smash for Switch is coming out this year. Two months later or t- three months later, here is everything you need to know about it. And it's out on the eShop right now. <laughs> Oh God! I hope not. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> no, but, uh, that would be crazy. But yes, they'll also have three days of Treehouse Live, as we again have sort of become uh, accustomed to, uh, with gameplay with Treehouse members and devs. And they note that Treehouse Live will start off with Smash Bros. So 
We're gonna we're gonna get <laughs> down and dirty with Smash Bros. This E3. Oh please, and, uh, Waluigi. Please, yeah. Oh, that would be please. good one. Please, please, Waluigi. Uh, Who, who's your number one pick? Oh, for an extra person. Yeah, like if you could have any character, what would it be? Man, I really haven't thought about it much. Uh, you haven't thought about that. Maybe Chibi Robo. I'd love Chibi Robo. Oh man, that dude, that would be amazing. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great pick. Now, uh, it's because he's sitting on my light and he's looking over at I me. I was just gonna say, is that because you looked over and saw the amiibo? Yeah, and he's like, Casey, come on. Chibi Robo for Smash. I'm like, all right, bro. Um, but yeah, there'll also be the Smash Bros. Invitational, uh, and that will start right as the conclusion of the Splatoon finals on that Tuesday, June 12th as well. And uh, they noted that they'll only be talking about games coming out in 2018. So that begs the question, are we going to see Rare's game this year? Uh, Rare's. Retro's game this year? Do you think Retro's... Stu- you s- <laughs> it, it seems like it's due, right? But man. Dude, I feel like... Okay, this is what I feel like. I feel like Retro isn't a game studio anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they, done. They're just, they, they have been scared to tell people that they aren't making games anymore. Because Tropical Freeze like bombed on the Wii U or something, but I I just I, uh, I just can't imagine them well, are make I can't imagine they're making a game. But that, the thing is, like it was critically acclaimed, and it's gonna sell so many copies on the Switch. Which is isn't that doesn't that make you feel so good? Like I always hated that Donkey Kong didn't get its its love. He, he didn't get his his yeah the the love that he so deserves. On that amazing Wii U game. I mean, Cranky Kong. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, remember sitting in there playing Funky and Cranky Kong? I sure do. Yep. And Nintendo. Mm, that was good. And I, yeah, that was good stuff. But, yeah. Um, wow. That's... Now, this... Yeah, that's that's E3. But, now, this next uh, part is very exciting. Because it could be happening any second now. Or it could be very disappointing. <laughs> True. Just like Christmas, right? Christmas Eve, it's very exciting. Oh, but but Christmas could be disappointing. I tell you what, thanks to Not to really my though. mom's, uh, Christmas was pretty much never disappointing. But uh, yeah, it was never disappointing. First of all, yeah, my mom. Maybe when I was little, my mom always pulled through in the clutch and uh, got those games I wanted. So, but yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, Mrs. Gibbons. <laughs> I love you, Chris. Um, so online <laughs> details will be coming potentially very, very soon, as you alluded to. Um, they reconfirmed during the shareholder presentation that news of uh, the online details will be coming in early May. So they didn't mm-hmm. give an exact date um, or anything to that extent, but it's safe to assume probably within the next week or so that we'll have a good idea of exactly what's going to happen and uh, I believe it's still slated for a September launching. Um, hmm. We'll see. With Animal Crossing, Let's remember? Up, Nintendo. Let's go. Oh, dude, if they show Animal Crossing at E3. Please. Oh. Please. oh. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Please. Yeah. But you know what's funny? It's also, it's like, you know what, though? Like, even if they don't, it'll be coming. And I can yeah. save it for next year. Oh, it's going to be so good. I actually just changed... Uh, the wallpaper on my phone to that awesome like the uh, Animal Cross print you know what I mean where it's got like the furniture and then it's got like the apple and the house 
Like, well, yeah, you mean like Jill's 3DS? Yes, yes, exactly like that. Yeah, heck yeah. Mm, so good. Uh, but yeah, this next one's sort of Animal interesting. Um, I feel like th- mm-hmm. this would have been news that would be like earth shattering, but now it's just sort of like, oh, okay. Um, Nintendo has a new mobile partnership. Mm-hmm. They are partnering with Psy Games, which is a primarily Asian focused developer. Um, Nintendo has a 5% stake in Psy Games' parent company, and their first uh, title, which is an original action RPG called Dragalia Lost, uh, will be mm. releasing this summer in uh, in Asia, but no other dates have been given for any other regions. So will mm. it come out everywhere else? We don't know. Um, we're going to have to sort of wait and see, but that's interesting. Yep. Uh, an original action RPG. Yeah, it's interesting, and it's both completely uninteresting to me. <laughs> yeah, it looks sort of like a generic... From the few screenshots I saw, I, I should say I didn't look too much into it, uh, but yeah, it looks sort of like, oh, like a, that looks like a phone game. But, right. yeah. Um, this next one's interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, so, FIFA 18 is adding World Cup... In May 29 update, so at the end of the month, um, where national teams will update their World Cup rosters and a new stadium and ball options will be added. Um, That's cool. Yeah, what's, I think, potentially the most interesting thing to take away from this is, uh, obviously EA has never been afraid to just sort of cut ties if things aren't going well, right? Um, You know, where they Mm -hmm. look, oh, our games don't sell in the Wii, like you know, screw the Wii U, you know, screw Nintendo, like, we're only doing it because we want to make money kind of thing, which is understandable, like, I I get the business side of it, right? Now, Mm -hmm. if they're coming back and adding this free update in here for the FIFA 18 players on Switch, that must mean they're they're trying to cater to an audience, so maybe it sold pretty well, Uh, maybe they are appreciating uh, how it, how, uh, it's playing out on the switch and maybe that's going to mean we're going to see more EA games. Um, you know, maybe fingers crossed. Uh, am I going to get a play as my boy Darnold dropping bombs and in Madden on the switch? Please, please, please. (laughs) God. Yeah. It's like, that would be awesome. Like that's what's interesting to me. Yeah. I, I, I never play EA games, but I did play one today. Is it? Oh, mirror's edge. Yeah. Uh, I should also note that uh, there will be a way to add the Team USA into the World Cup because they didn't make it. Isn't oh, okay. that embarrassing? The yeah. United States failed to qualify also, for the and like you know what? I totally if, get if, that we're not like the yeah. the world's best soccer players. You know, like I know generally like you get into the tournament, you have a couple games, you you sort of get bounced, uh, but to not even qualify. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of embarrassing, but also, Bobby, I didn't think I'd ever need to tell you this, but I would be a bad parent if I didn't. Soccer was invented by European ladies to keep them busy while their husbands did the cooking. Why do you have to hate what you don't understand? I don't hate you, Bobby. I meant soccer. Oh. Oh, yeah, I hate soccer, yes. <laughs> I don't hate you, Bobby. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we have a couple or a few more uh, news bits yeah, to wrap in us this up block. 
and one of them is Ikaruga is coming to the Switch. Oh, what yeah, the heck? At the end of the month. I'm I am in. Are you in? I don't know yet. Not sold. Oh, I am. Just because. Well, it'll be fifteen bucks. Obviously, the big one of the big things with Ikaruga was that you could play it in the Tate mode, right? Mm-hmm. Like even on the GameCube. Where you could flip your TV on its side. Yeah, I know. How funny play is it that? vertically. <laughs> but now you can do that a lot easier on the Switch. Um, and your hoary PlayStation. Uh, it'll have online leaderboards as well. Yeah, this is a game that uh, my buddy Kevin, and I, I've definitely mentioned him before, where he's sort of, his brother was older than us, and that sort of, he would bring all these cool games home and we get to check them out, and that's where I learned about a lot of games that uh, I probably wouldn't have otherwise, and Ikaruga mm-hmm. was one of them. And it was like, oh, man, this game is so much fun. And I haven't played it in so long. Okay, so you have played this before. Yes, yeah. I never... Gotcha. Actually, I might have owned it. I forget if I bought it or not, but I've definitely played it. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm totally in. Nice. Well, it's only 15 bucks, so I'll... Well, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it, it's... I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say, and then I'll make judgment and buy. Alrighty. But, um... Uh... Go ahead and t- take this next one. This is a game that a lot of people like. Uh, I don't even Lumens, L- Luminous, Luminous, Lumin, whatever, Luminous. Or I, I think, I guess I don't know. L U M I N E S comes out on June twenty sixth. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were excited about this game. I've never played it, but it was one of those ones where uh, even watching some, uh, you know, not primarily Nintendo uh, centric outlet you know like they were all like this game is incredible i'm so excited for this i know that i know that big justin nation he loves big j dog so big j dog the mutation nation (laughs) old man nation (laughs) 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 but yeah i figured we'd close out on an interesting little topic and uh Obviously, we've talked about some Donkey Kong and Tropical Freeze. Uh, Now, if you were hoping, uh, with all of this talk, to jump back onto your Wii U eShop, pick up Tropical Freeze on the Wii U because you don't want to spend the $60 on the Switch version, uh, you are out of luck. They have taken Tropical Freeze off the Wii U eShop. Now, uh, presumably this is because it was uh, a Nintendo Select, so it was like down to $20. Right. Are you sure it's off? Um, I, I just mentioned uh, Donald said something today. Yeah, I saw that, that he it said was it was back, back up, but then peop, like for certain people, but then they were failing to replicate it. So I'm wondering if it just sort of snuck through okay. or something. Well, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it right now on uh, um, Nintendo's website, and yeah, <laughs> it, no mention of Wii U anywhere. And like, I guess, I mean, it makes sense, right? Um. But it just seems a little dirty and not worth the negative publicity for, like, the very few people that would be like, well, I'm not buying... Like, if they're not going to buy on the Switch, they're not going to buy on the Switch, right? But, like, if they wanted to give you 20 bucks to buy it on the Wii U, you'd think you'd take it. Yeah, it is very strange. Very strange. So, uh, make sure to grab your Captain Toad on the Wii U because that's a Selects game as well, right? Mm, Or maybe it was just... No, I, it was always cheaper. Me, it came out at thirty nine nine nine, but you can get it cheaper now. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's gonna bring us to the end 
of the old news block. And that's going to bring us to the end of the show here. I know we've got some housekeeping things to get into, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, I think we did pretty well considering it was a dense episode as far as content. Um, uh-huh. I was worried about how how long we might go, but I think it might actually be right in that nice sweet spot, tucking tucking in under two hours. Yep. Um. You know, we didn't have a we didn't have a show topic this week. Uh, Alex came last week, and we felt that his his uh, performance was worth the. Uh, you know, it, it, it we couldn't just do another show topic. You know, it, it was worth two weeks of a performance. So, uh, anyway, it yeah. I would like to know what people thought of Mystery Reverse. Um, I've heard some good things from some people that they liked it. Uh, but I thought it was a lot of fun. What did you think, Casey? I thought it was miserable. Um, I mean, you won. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I no, thought it was... you won, so I know you liked it. Yeah. I think it was the best segment we've ever had. <laughs> if you would have lost, you would have been like, I hated it. I-, I demand that we never play that crap game again. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, no, it was interesting. Oh. Um, I would definitely uh, not be against doing it again sometime in the future. It's a good guest game, I think. You know? Yeah, and it, it's it's snappy, gets into it, and... Uh, Unless I create them, and then I play against you. Well, that would just be... <laughs> this cheap. is Zelda Oracle of Ages. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I would still lose to yeah. you, because I never beat you at games, yeah. ever. Actually, I do beat you at games. The only times I beat you at games are when we're recording Talk Nintendo Challenge. <laughs> and you know why? It's because... Uh, it's like I know I'm I'm pretty decent at beating you up, so I gotta let you have some some limelight. I as really well. appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I know that's that's a bold faced lie because if you're gonna win, if you can win, you will win, especially on camera. Well, but <laughs> speaking of Talk Nintendo challenges, they are back. Nintendo World Reports Talk Nintendo challenges are at NWR TV. It's where Casey and I get together and play a game and challenge each other to win or lose and uh we put our first one up last week right uh there was a little snafu it will be up now if you're listening oh, to this okay. episode it will be yeah, up yeah there i just check realized out. i was like i don't and uh yeah so yeah the first one will be up this week and it doesn't necessarily always have to be uh what you would consider a competitive game you know like it, it's not always going to be a smash brothers or a splatoon where it's like yeah, the games are sort of meant to be played competitively. Uh, for instance, the first episode is actually Shovel Knight, uh, a race of the first world. So it's actually, you know, we try and change it up. And uh, I think it's uh, generally, it's usually a pretty fun time. And I think it's worth the watch. So yeah, over there on NWR TV on uh, YouTube, as well as the reviews we do. Um, you know, we usually make videos for them, as well as other uh, content as well uh, so I think it's definitely worth checking out over there heck yeah and uh, yeah I think that'll bring us to the end of the old Talk Nintendo episode 85 85 in the bucket yeah in the bucket we've kicked and let's kick it <laughs> that one note that, that first part of heaven didn't want to come out there
Those dirty meat monsters are on the loose. <laughs> I didn't know this part of the story. <laughs> Become the ultimate sparkle. 